produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. It's <laughs> a big laugh. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. It's really a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what we need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is your intrepid trio, Kylan, Derek, and my cold, snuffling self, Mike. <laughs> How's everyone doing? Really good. I, I think I'll have to ask Derek. I'm sorry, Eric. <laughs> told you. I am stuffed up. Oh, sure. Blame the meds. Oh, I'm going to I know. I know Derek's your favorite. <laughs> I'm just the redheaded stepchild of the family here. Now, wait. Listen here, Mr. Award winner. That's right. Hey, you listen here, Mr. Fellow Award winner. Hey, you both, you listen here, Mr. Fellow Award winners. Wait. <laughs> we won well, wait, some? Well, there's only one reason that we could all be award winners. We must have won an award. Yes. West Coast International Film Festival. We won the best produced podcast and best overall podcast uh, from the first year that they've done a podcast track in, in their awards at their film We'd festival. We'd like to thank the Academy and all the little people. So wait, so you tell me that we're we're the first winners of this, of of this these award? Two, of these two awards, yes. Yeah. Two awards. We are so, the inaugural winners of these awards. So the people so the people come after us and be like, I want to be like Mighty Marvel Geeks. They should feel like yeah. that anyway. That's true. Uh-huh. That is very true. <laughs> but else? seriously, it, it, in, all, in all seriousness, yes, we do want to thank the, the West Coast International Film Festival folks for uh, for inviting us to submit for nomination. And yes. And for the, for the honor, the experience, um, because you know it, you hear this said all 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 the time. It's like it's an honor just to be nominated, and it is. It is. But but it's uh, it, it's rather humbling. And as we it, has it, recorded, we've been nominated. We've been finalists for the People's Choice Podcast Awards twice for two years running now. Right. But you know, I I like the fact that this came from a group that podcasts are not their main niche. Right. Right. And, and we still got the recognition and and awarded for our efforts and our accomplishments that we have done. And to me, I think that means a little bit more than uh, 
than the other because I mean it's outside of our well it's our, outside of our box and and we succeeded extremely well. Well, well, we, to me. I don't know that I make a distinction that much because it's an honor to be nominated. It's an honor to be yes. a finalist and right. it is an honor to, to win. So, you know, I'm just, I'm just overflowing with freaking gratitude over here because, well, Hey, they didn't have to invite, they didn't have to invite us. This is true. No, and, I mean, go ahead. Well, you know, the thing is like, I know that I know that we, we, we get together and we do this because of the love the, the love for Marvel and yeah, yeah we will we all enjoy you know do, hanging out with each other and I, I and the truth is I it still isn't real to me yet like I can say it and I can talk about it but the reality I don't think has actually hit me yet because I I don't know it's just it's honestly this was never actually on my radar. It, does that make sense? Yeah. That makes total sense because when about what 12 years ago, no it's further than that. Yeah, it was 12 years ago uh when I got the call to be on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. I'm talking I'm talking to the the handler and at one point he just says, "You know, you're being really calm about this. Most people that we call, they just they they just ju- start jumping up, hooping and hollering that sort of thing." I said, it hasn't hit me yet. Mm-mm. Once I hang up, it's going to hit me, and, and that hooping and hollering is going to happen. Yeah. And right. it did. I mean, when, so after the show tonight, you will probably do the hooping and hollering. Well, when, I probably will. Well, when I called you guys the other night and informed you guys of the news, I, it still really didn't hit me until I talked to my best friend, and, and his reaction was like, this is what kind of set me over the top. I'm like, yeah, all that hard work, it's finally come full circle yes um i mean i'm not and then to when i saw a a post on facebook from one of my close friends from work with a similar type of praise i'm like okay it is i'm hitting a peer level respect as well mm-hmm. it, it, but it's still i don't think still completely hit me yet because no, not it, what not only was it mighty marvel geeks but wookie radio won the bigfoot award for best movie related podcast right how ironic is that <laughs> and we be geeks won best podcast silver jury award so so it was a kind of a trifecta here. Yeah, very much so, as I'm sniffling. I'm not sniffling because I'm teary-eyed. I'm sniffling because I have a freaking cold. Dude, they were buying the sniffling part. Okay. They're, they're tears of stork. Tears I, I, of joy. I, I just want to say. Yeah. Uh, but no. but seriously, we do, we do want to say thank you to, once again, to the film festival folks, uh, yeah. to all the guests that we've had on the show. To, and, you, to you, the listeners, too, for, yeah. for those weeks where it may be just a half dozen people. Uh, we still have fun doing it, even for no matter how small or how large the audience truly is. So, right. so we thank you guys as well. Without you, yeah. we wouldn't be us. No, no, you're right. absolutely no. right. So, no. um, but let's get into what we won these awards for, and that's what we do best. That's cover Marvel. I thought it was because what, what we did best was tangent. We do that very well. We'd have gotten the we'd have gotten the hypotenuse award for that, wouldn't we? Yes. <laughs> okay, but uh, I I tell you something. Um, Unfortunately, Mike cannot experience the sheer thrill that Kylan and I get by playing Spider-Man on the PlayStation. Rub. Yes. Uh, well, well, one day it may come. Of course, you know, Christmas is coming up, Mike. Treat That's yourself true. to a PS4. 
Yeah. Or no, or no, no, no. The daughter needs a PS4, Mike. She does, man. She really does. She does. She does. Take it up with the she wife. She needs a PS4. Take it up with the wife. I and, can. I'll, no, I'll back <laughs> you up, dude. And you, know, how, and you know how she is. I know. In all well, the good ways. She could play, ways. too. True. Don't know if she would. Well, she dude, can. There, there are NHL games for the PlayStation 4. Yeah, but there's also Star Wars games for the PS4, too. Yeah. 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 And, and Disney games for PS4. See, oh, that's, yeah. That's Kingdom where, Hearts, dude. Kingdom Hearts. If there was a Muppets game for PS4, I might have the wife okay we'll we'll look for that yeah we but, can make that happen but we've been playing the spider-man on playstation 4 and we were we were talking about this before we started recording um i've got kylan's gotten to i'd say what's probably like the midpoint of the story mode i've gotten a little okay. past a little further past that my son has gotten through the entire story mode and all i gotta say is curse you insomniac games for making me emotionally invested in a freaking video game. Mm-hmm. That's that's I, I if if I say anything more than that, I'm going spoilerific, and I don't want to do that. No, but no. but I can tell you without any fear of spoilers that the first of the three DLC packs is coming out next Tuesday. Yes, yes. The 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 I w- I DLC feel this pack. The DLC pack is called uh, the City That Never Sleeps, and the first first part of it is called the heist and this brings in you you've heard her with the uh, little stakeout things the black mm-hmm. cat is making her appearance she looks fantastic uh it will release on october 23rd and i am reading from an article on the playstation blog as you place marvel spider-man the heist you'll encounter the beginning of a new interconnected story taking place over the three chapters of marvel spider-man the city that never sleeps A robbery at an art museum entangles Spider-Man and MJ with an old flame from Peter Parker's past, Felicia Hardy, a.k.a. the Black Cat. Beyond new story missions, there's a whole new faction of enemies, new crimes, new challenges, new trophies, and, of course, three brand new suits. Oh, my gosh, dude. I'm looking at these suits. Now, see, that, the original lineup, that was a pretty extensive suit collection. Yes. Yeah. What's your favorite so far? Le- okay, lately I've been pl- I've been, I've been wearing the, uh, is it the, the electric shock one? Yeah. Just, just because I like how it looks. I've been wearing that one a lot lately. My son loves the Mark II armor. Mark yeah, II armor good three, one. The one that looks almost kind of like the Red Hood from Batman. Man? Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I am. One. I am. I'm a stickler for the purest. I I love the white spider advanced suit. Mm-hmm. I'm just. I'm just. I'm, I'm looking forward to unlocking the velocity suit because that one would be my second favorite. I think. I think I just. I, I either I just locked it or I'm close to because I now I'm now doing the challenge. Uh, some of the challenge stuff. So. Okay, now these three suits that are coming out in the Heist DLC, one of them is another original, like the Velocity suit. It is mm-hmm. called the, uh, what do they, what they call it? Uh, the Resilience Suit, and it was designed by Marvel illustrator Gabrielle Delato. The other two are from other parts of the Spider-Verse. You have the Spider-UK suit, basically the, the British Spider-Man. And then you have Spider-Man's suit from Scarlet Spider 2. 
and I'm thinking that's my favorite out of the three because yeah. there is no there's no blue in the uh, the Scarlet Spider suit. No, not at all, none. I mean, it's it's almost got like a a, a very faint Deadpool feel to it because it's red and it's black. Almost it's, like the 2099 suit. No, no, the no 2099 suit. Uh, really not even that. But I'm looking forward to unlocking the 2099 suits. Yeah, I haven't gotten to, I haven't gotten the 2099 suits yeah. yet. I'm, I'm close, but uh, and that that's going to give me that that's going to give me another conundrum because as I start unlocking more suits, I'm like, okay, I like this one, but. Yeah, Yeah, now it becomes a, well, I've got to get all these challenge tokens, the landmark tokens, you know, the crime tokens. Oh, and also uh, all the the, uh, additional stuff you can do in the lab where, you know. I like the lab stuff. I like the lab stuff. Oh, my gosh. You're talking about puzzles. Mm -hmm. And that's what what these are. They are uh, puzzles with spectrograph puzzles and also circuit puzzles. They're easy to learn. Yeah. But they can be hard to master. They can be. Especially the spectrograph ones. That's what I have the most trouble with. The circuit one's no problem. I breeze through those. Yeah. But anyway, going back to the spike the heist DLC. Uh this can be purchased on the PlayStation Store for nine ninety nine uh US dollars. If you want to save a few, you can order the entire Spider Man the City That Never Sleeps series for twenty four ninety nine. And that'll get you the heist as well as the two additional chapters releasing later in the year. So this is roughly going to save you about five bucks if you get the whole thing. Right. And honestly, I don't – I t- want to usually wait until I hear something more about a DLC pack before I do it. Right. But I went ahead and I purchased the Platinum Edition that, that you could get from the PlayStation Store. Mm-hmm. It's got the game as well as the entire DLC series. Right. It's, so I so I think that's uh, I'd be honest with you. Like I'm like you. I'm like uh, it's like I, I I've paid for the game. Uh, I don't. And generally, I'm like I I I have enough enjoyment with that. I don't need to do DLC. But Dad Gummit, these if these people uh, based on the quality of the writing in the game, if the DLC is even half as good, it's way better than some games I paid full full price for already. And you know something, you bring up a really good point, and it's something that we don't normally pay a whole lot of attention to. The writing is top notch in this. Yeah, it is. I mean the the storylines they they interconnect well enough, and there's enough twists in it where you think something. Things going in one direction. It's like surprise. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, no. Go ahead. And the voice acting. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could have gotten any better. No, you couldn't. No, no. Everybody and, is. It's like everybody gets their role. You know, I love. Okay, there, I, I felt like that there there was a little bit of a tweak to Mary Jane. Yes, but I like it. I like it, and it didn't necessarily change <laughs> the, the dynamic between Peter and Mary. You know, it didn't change the fact in the way it added to it. Yes, you're absolutely right because you know, Mar- MJ is no longer just the quintessential damsel in distress. No, no, and okay, the one part where okay, and I don't want to get spoilery either, and so apologize, apologies to everybody if I get like super weird. Crit- Dick, but I think uh, Eric, will, Eric will be able to follow me. All right. Um, when after they have dinner and MJ says, I I have something to ask you as the idea that okay. she has 
uh, about okay. the two of them. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. He's thinking one thing. She's thinking the other. Right. And then so when she says the thing that he's that that she was thinking, and you could you you could tell that based on his answer, he wasn't he wasn't sure how to answer it, but he just kind of. I, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm like, the old, the old MJ, at least the MJ in the comics, that wouldn't, that would not have even actually been a real question for no. her because she, she wouldn't have been in a position for that. You know, the Mary Jane that we are familiar with in the comics, she's there pretty much solely as a love interest. Yeah. 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 And this one, I don't think, I don't think we're getting too spoilery here. No, but, hope but, no. but, uh, the game, the way the game is set, and I don't know if we've mentioned this in previous issues, uh, the game is set eight years after the spider bite. Right. Eight years after he becomes Spider-Man. So he's been around a while. He's been around a while. He's not, this is not the Tom Holland Spider-Man. No, no. This is not really, this is not even the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. No, because no, he's, all right, so it's after Spider-Bite. He's graduated from college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if he's in grad school at this point. I don't know. It doesn't really no, say. No, he's, he's not. He's he's working. He's working yeah. for Dr. Octavius. I mean, this is right. not like an internship. He had an internship, but this has gone into a full-blown job. Right. Now, he and Peter and MJ dated for two years, mm-hmm. but they broke up six months before the start of the game. Right. And when you first see MJ in the game, it's the first time those two have spoken to each other since the breakup. Right. So MJ is her own character. And yes, you do get to play as her at, at certain points in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I particularly like that. But it does, it does give you a little bit more investment in the in, in some of the characters. You also get to play Miles Morales too, right? Right. Yeah. See if they offered Spider Gwen, uh, that might lead a little more effort into getting a PS4. Okay, Mike. There are two more chapters in the DLC to come out. <sighs> right. Right. Yeah. I'm just and saying. And the Spider Verse is pretty big. Yeah. And Spider Geddon is including the game version of Peter Parker. Yeah. 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 Anything can happen, and it usually yeah. does. Yeah. That's true. That's so true. there you go. I'm looking forward to it coming out Tuesday. And I'm sure, Colin, you are as well. Yeah, I am. Yeah. So yeah. so you and I have until Tuesday to beat the story mode. <laughs> oh, I wish. Oh, my weekend is booked. But I, I want to so bad. I want to be it. So, I, I want to be it so bad, and I want to keep the tissue handy. Um, but. <laughs> But yeah, you know, for, I, yeah, yeah. There, I'm just. I, I will just say this. There at the end, you're gonna need it. Man, wow. So there you go. Great game. Great game. Cannot wait for the DLC to come out. Wait. Well, I can't wait for this to come out. And I wish it would happen here, but it's not. It's only gonna happen at Hong Kong Disneyland. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp will soon bring their adventures to Hong Kong Disneyland. It was revealed that the new attraction, Ant-Man and Wasp Nano Battle, will open in 2019. Uh, In this high-energy interactive battle, uh, guests will fight alongside Ant-Man and Wasp and... so guests will enter the world enter the world of Marvel in Tomorrowland at the Shield Science and Technology Pavilion at Stark Expo. See, Epcot, just pay for the for the theme park rights back. We could do this too. Uh, after boarding the state of an art state of the art Shield Research and Design facility uh, vehicle from there, um, guests will join Ant Man and Wasp in an epic battle against Ar- Arnium Zola and his army of hydra swarm bots 
Sorry, I am. Some of the highlights here I'm reading slowly because I'm, not, I'm just I'm in a cloud. Uh, the film stars Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly will be reprising their role as Ant-Man and Wasp, fighting alongside guests in this epic battle throughout the immersive experience. Uh, we talked before show when discussing this. This kind of has the um, Men in Black vibe to it. I just realized California and Florida with Star Wars The Galaxy's Edge, when we go through the Adam factory it's supposed to be a very similar ride experience mm. you know this from the concept art it does look to me yes it's like one part men in black one part spider-man the ride and one part buzz Lightyear ranger spin yeah mm-hmm. very much so so yeah uh, apparently that's going to open in march of next year cool 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 but, Very good. But there's something that won't be opening March next year or any time, as a matter of fact. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so uh, we got some bad news for those of us who were fans of Netflix's, uh, the Netflix Marvel's Iron Fist series. Uh, we're not getting in season three after an awesome setup at the end of season two. Yeah, so uh, and this was uh, announced last week, and this is from uh, an article on Screen Rant. Um, in a surprise move, Netflix has canceled Marvel's Iron Fist after two seasons on their service. Uh, and the news comes only a month after the second season was released. Now, the second season, um, which uh, got a new showrunner in M. Raven Metzner, uh, it, it got a uh, greatly uh, it was greatly improved uh, in the eyes of both the critics and viewers. Um, but apparently it was not enough. Um, and here is a statement from. Netflix and Marvel TV after the announcement was made. Uh, Marvel's, uh, this is the uh, the direct quote, Marvel's Iron Fist would not return for a third season on Netflix. Everyone at Marvel Television and Netflix is proud of the series and grateful for all the hard work our incredible cast, crew, and showrunners. We'll, we'll, we're thankful to the fans who have watched these two seasons and for the partnership we've shared on this series. While the series on Netflix has ended, the immortal Iron Fist will live on. So now that last little bit uh, for some people, and me included with that, it raises an interesting question. Now, some can say is it sort of like a little tongue-in-cheek, you know, little jab at uh, what you hear said pretty often through the series. Or it could be hinting at a possibility of teaming up with Luke Cage uh, for us to have a a Heroes for Hire series or a Daughters of the Dragon series, which we got to see uh, Misty Knight and Colleen Wing team up together uh, during the second season of Iron Fist. Uh, So does it it mean that that we're going to get it, or is it possible that uh, Iron Fist will continue on the upcoming Disney uh, mobile app? I don't know, uh, but it's a possibility. Um, so, uh, and so, you know, the thing is like the way the series ended, it hinted at, well, you, you basically, you see Danny has retained his Iron Fist powers and he's dressed, um, similar in a similar fashion to Orson Randall, who was a Iron Fist who lived around, I believe it was like World War One, and you kind of saw him appear in some footage from, uh, in, uh, in the first series of Iron Fist. Uh, so, now, my 
mind you, like um, we we did we did get uh, a possibility of a second season of Defenders kind of you no know, taken away. Um, and so, you know, are we, is this the end for Danny, you know, after seeing all the awesome that could, uh, that was in store for him? I certainly hope not. Um, I'm hoping that it means that either we're going to get to see him in, I don't know, a series for Heroes for Hire or Iron Fist lives on again in the the uh, upcoming Disney app. We'll see. I don't think that we've seen the last of Danny Rand. And honestly, is canceled the right word? Because I don't know. Here's the, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Usually Netflix just puts things out one season at a time, right? Right, right. So there's not necessarily a guarantee of any series on Netflix getting a next season. True. And that's true. And maybe it's just my perspective on it. I don't expect one. It's like I don't expect a season four of Daredevil. Mm -hmm. And especially not with Disney working on their Disney Play app. Right. Their their streaming service. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I think what you're likely to see Mm -hmm. is what's there on Netflix will stay on Netflix. Right. Okay. But I don't foresee another season of Luke Cage, of Daredevil, or Jessica Jones. Okay. I think what's out is out. And you will see new series with those characters picked up on Disney Play. See, this is where I think Heroes for Hire is going to happen, and it's going to happen over on Disney Play. That's what. That's one thing I'm thinking. And I would love to see a Heroes for Hire. I would love to see Heroes for Hire, too. I mean, the the other one that they mentioned, uh, was it the Daughters? Yeah. Daughters of the Dragon. Yeah. 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 That would be great as well. And something tells me you may actually see that before a Heroes for Hire. I would think so. I mean, because they they pretty straight up got that formulated pretty much at the in uh, in season two. The thing is, based on where uh, Luke Cage ended, there's gonna there there's a way for them there there there's a bit of progress for them to go before we see Heroes for Hire. Just based on what is going on in Luke's life right now, it might mean that we could see it at the end of season three if we get a season three. But I don't know. But I would I I, I think that we're more ready to see Daughters of the Dragon than we are to see Heroes for Hire. Yeah. Yeah. And and plus it's just a thing of hey, we're riding this wave of girl power. You're gonna see more more female centric stuff put out there. True. And I think putting the daughters of the dragon would be a great tie into that. Yeah. I, I, I thoroughly agree. I'd be all for it. I'd be all for it regardless, but I think that's a that's a great way to to cash it. I shouldn't say the words cash in on it because that that sounds like it's a purely mercenary decision. But right. from a creative standpoint, I think that's a great idea. That it's the timing is right for it. Yes, it's very good timing because I think it would do. I think it would do great. I think a revival of Agent Carter would be great right about now. Heck yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, even if they wanted to move Agent Carter into the sixties, I'd be all for that. I uh, don't know that I would, but hey, okay. <laughs> well, you know, I'm only thinking the sixties because of all the how like the sixties was like all the spy stuff that was really big and popular. Like yeah, the only thing true. is that the only thing is she, she, she it, 
it wouldn't be it wouldn't fit into that type of spy show. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Move it back to the fifties. It's good that way. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, I well, think that would be great. I mean, again, with Agent Carter, maybe this is something like they're doing with Shield, and maybe this could be the experiment they're going to do. Make it a summer show on ABC. Why not? Yeah. Why not? And, and and stick with what the original concept was, which was each season was going to be a different year. It's going to be okay if it starts off in forty six, then season two is going to be 47 season 3 48 mm-hmm. but at this point in time let's just go ahead and jump to the start of of shield of the early mm-hmm. shield yeah there you might go. as well i mean yeah. i would love to see the start of that i would love to see how everything came to be You've got mail. and i've got mail <laughs> so um i guess it takes us back over to you eric with the next story okay well ladies and gentlemen that would be uh, it would be about another thing that's being kind of uh, pushed off and seemingly canceled, but not quite. That would be Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Now, uh, we all know what happened with, with uh, James Gunn earlier in the year. But, uh, it, of course, the whole thing's kind of been in limbo. You don't know. Are they going to use a script? Uh, who are they going to get to take over? Are they even going to do it? Well, a new listings report coming off uh, from productionweekly.com uh, indicates that Disney has pushed that back. I guess they're wanting to make sure they get the right person. And you know what? I wholeheartedly approve of that because you have to get the right person for this. There's, You could totally ruin it with a bad fit. Yes. Uh, production status is set for February of 2021. Ooh. That that could be a while. Yeah, yeah, it could be a while. But at the same time, it allows it allows a t- a chance to catch the Guardians up to current time. Well, wait a minute. No, no, it would still be in. Cur- they would be in current time. They are in current time right now. So right. my bad, right. my bad. I <laughs> forgot about this silly little movie called Infinity War. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, bash me upside the head and call me brain fry. Um, yeah, wait, I'm so, brain fried, not you. Okay. <laughs> I'm a natural blonde. What's your excuse? Oh, yeah, the drugs. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, uh, it says that the director role remains unfilled, but Gunn's name is listed under the writer credit. So that's a good sign for anybody like us that's hoping that the script gets used. Uh, it also says that there ha- that it has a working title, and that title is called Hot Christmas. Interesting. Not Sweet okay. Christmas, Hot Christmas. Hot Christmas, okay. Hot Christmas. And so that immediately puts images in my head about a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. <laughs> they string lights on Groot, and uh, oh. well, Groot gets to do the Groot dance. So Okay, there you go. All right, that, that's a swinging Christmas tree right there. Uh, Sean Gunn, the director's brother, uh, said that er, said earlier last month that uh, Disney still intends to make the movie, which means Marvel, of course, still intends to make the movie, right? And that the script will be used. Uh, yeah, and plus you've also got everybody else doing stuff, right? So that's also something to keep in mind. I mean, you got you know, you've got all these people who are suddenly. 
hey, I've got options to pursue other projects. So they're pursuing other projects. So now you've got to basically plan out and you kind of have to go long term like that. You know, you just yeah. you hope yeah. that you hope that all that all the parts can come back together. So, and, you know, and it also makes you wonder, like, what will the team look like by the time we get to the third one? Like, well, OK, we still have Infinity War to go through. So we don't know what kind of changes we could see there. Right. You know? And, you know, for all we know, you know, Dave Bautista, his he's been one of the most vocal critics of all this. And as hinted, he might not come back to play Drax. Right. At which point, it's kind of like, you know, Marvel would just say, oh, well, too bad. Drax doesn't come back from the dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, to stay on the Avengers movies, um, rumor had it that November 30th, the trailer was coming out. No. The person who posted this and started this all over Facebook couldn't back it up. But mm-hmm. I will say I found from BGR.com that uh, it looks like the first Avengers 4 trailer and title might be coming soon, though. Uh, it was speculated that the title could drop as soon as mid-November, considering that the first Captain Marvel trailer had just released. Um, the first Avengers 4 trailer is important not only because of the actual footage that Marvel will release, but because it should reveal the title of the film, mm-hmm. which they don't have to. They can still say Avengers 4, yet to be named still. Um, now, marking this movie without giving away any spoilers should be difficult considering what happened in Infinity War. But we right. have concrete evidence that the first Avengers 4 tre- uh, teaser may be closer than um, than stated. Now, a, a person on Twitter who goes by at I'm a film editor, uh, just had this to say. Teaser, IMAX, DMR, hashtag Avengers 4. Now, what does DMR stand for? Digital Media Remastering. Uh, that could be mean, that could mean that the first Avengers trailer is completed and now being converted for IMAX. But mm. IMAX very quickly came out and said, uh, yeah, this is uh, inaccurate and just speculation. So um, when is the trailer coming out? Well, we're not just soon have to enough. Wait. Exactly. Not soon enough. If it comes out in November, maybe before the Thanksgiving movies or as the Thanksgiving I, movies come out that week. I doubt it. Um, or it, it may come out at the Disney State of the Union, a.k.a. the Disney Wonderful World of Disney holiday show that usually happens either Thanksgiving week or the week after. So, um, so yeah, that's what we're looking at there. All right. Is D23 well, this year? Next year. Okay. Along with Celebration. Okay. So, D, so so D23 and Celebration in the same year? Yep, it was last year as well. Wow, okay. There was very little Star Wars news at D23 because most of it was covered three months earlier at Celebration. Right, right. So, mm. um, but we could do a quantum leap. <laughs> uh, we could. Um, quantum and, leap, uh, quantum realms. What's the difference? Well, you realize only the older people are going to get that. Right. You realize that might be a show title. Okay. I like it. (laughs) And I promise I'm not me and not Scott Bakula posing as me, which he didn't leap this far into the future anyway. So, or did he? Uh, no. no, he only leapt. He only he, leapt he, into his his timeline. He he could only go past to his current time. He couldn't go future. Right. So there you go. So all right, uh, for the people who have this big question mark, go to Google or Wikipedia, type in quantum leap and series. 
and you'll understand what we're talking about. And if you can check out check out a show or two, you will be hooked. Uh, anyway, I digress. It's on one of the streaming networks. It is. I think. Oh, is it is it uh, Amazon Prime? Thoughts on, thoughts I don't on Amazon. I don't. I don't have Amazon Prime. Um, oh, okay. Let me check Netflix while you're doing the story. All right. Cool. All right. So Michael Douglas. Uh, <laughs> says that the quantum realm plays a key part in Avengers 4 and the next phase of the Marvel movies. So, uh, and actually, I'm not surprised at this because uh, for those of you who understand how the Marvel movies work, and you stuck around for, if you, if you stuck around for um, the end of of uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp, one of the end trailers is Scott, uh, Scott, uh, going into the one of the going into the portable uh, quantum accelerator, uh, and, and so now he goes in, and on the outside of the uh, on the outside is Hank and Janet, and I think their daughter is there. I forget the daughter. What's the daughter's name? Uh, I can't think of the daughter's name. Oh shoot! Hank, Janet, and their daughter. Okay, so I think the three of them are outside monitoring everything oh that's and hope hope, hope. Yeah, yeah. thank you so so yeah so see there, so, there was some hope one of us knew that answer <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so so they're hanging out you know doing the uh, monitoring everything while you know hank goes in and you know he's uh experimenting or something and he's talking and all of a sudden there's no response and it, it, it so then the screen flips from or it's flipped from inside the quantum realm to the world as we know it and you have three piles of dust or ashes rather right and 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 you hear and and you hear no hank repeatedly calling for help and that was harsh almost and probably just a little more harsh than watching uh the the giant ant play the drums while you while you're watching the news and it's talking about all the mayhem that's going on the ant just sitting there playing the drums just minding his own business right yeah that 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 scene probably hits harder hit just a little bit harder than hank being you know trapped but so hank is gonna somebody's got to figure a way out of there. I don't know how that's going to work. I get the feeling that this is something that we're going to see in Avengers 4. But having said that, uh, according to according to uh, Michael Douglas, and this was during an interview on on air with Ryan Seacrest, uh, and he was asked if, uh, the, if the Ant-Man sequel is directly connected to the upcoming Avengers 4, which we all know the answer to this one, but I'm going to read the quote anyway. I mean all of them. I mean the quantum realm, that's the key. That's the key, Douglas said. The quantum realm plays an important part in all in all the next chapters, I think, of the Marvel films. Um so, you know, there. There you go. Uh it, we we can we pretty much can you know see that the quantum realm, uh which I it's almost like the opposite version of the cosmic universe. Uh 
both both areas going to have a huge presence in the Marvel universe, I believe. Now, also, now my thing for me is I feel like that uh, when it comes to magic and that sort of thing, I feel like the mat that magic exists in the quantum realm. I just do. I feel like that uh, when Doctor Strange is doing what he's doing, that he's finding some way to tap into the quantum realm. Uh, and we're, you know, I don't know. I just feel like that that's what we're seeing. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but it's going to be interesting to see uh, the aftermath of Avengers 4 and, you know, how does this affect Scott? And you know, you know, I guess well, everybody in general. But you know, right. I, I'm thinking about Scott specifically because you know you can't really spend a large amount of time in the quantum realm because it's going to affect you. Oh, so, yeah. well, there's also so we have to see what that's going to do. Well, there's also speculation too that the quantum realm is going to be tied in directly with uh, Captain Marvel as well. Right, right, and that'll be interesting to see how that's going to work. So yeah, so yeah, I think that. Um, I, I, I'm I'm curious to see, you know, what what is this going to how how is this going to play out? Um, you know, how does it, and plus how how does it affect what goes on in Avengers Four? So this is true. Mm-hmm. So well, uh, I think we've got time for one more story right before we hit our picks of the week. Uh, Eric, I think you heard some some bells in the background. I did hear some bells in the background. It's not just the bats in my son's belfry. Uh, it whiz wedding bells because uh, let's see previewsworld.com uh, where I first saw this. It is this is December in this December. Dan Slott and Isad Rebic joined by Marvel Young Gun Aaron Cooter and superstar artist Adam Hughes and Michael Aldred team up for a 650th issue spectacular. I am talking about I am talking about Fantastic Four number 650. Now, what's wow. important here? Well, oh, excuse me. It is Fantastic Four number five, not 650. I was I was close. It is 650 the legacy number? Yeah, it's the legacy number. <laughs> Sorry, I think it's my turn to be on the on the Sudafed. Hey. <laughs> I'm clearing up a little bit. Yeah, this is uh, actually going on sale December 26th, the day after Christmas. So you can take some of your Christmas money and go out and buy this. It is the wedding of Ben Grimm and Alicia Masters. Ooh. Ooh, yes. Uh, even though it goes on to say, and even though vows will be exchanged without a hitch, it wouldn't be a Marvel wedding without its fair share of dangers lurking in the background. Uh, Cooter says, quote, there are a handful of comic titles that demand respect due to their history. Titles that have influenced generations of fans and creators alike. Fantastic Four is definitely one of the biggest. It is truly an honor on that basis alone, though in the fact that I'm working with legendary creators like Dan, Mike, Adam and Marty. That just sets my inner fanboy a spinning. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Brevort, former guest here on the show, says it's been a long time in coming, more than 55 years, but Ben and Alicia are finally tying the knot. And we've gone all out to make sure this extra special event for fans with the inclusion of not only the terrific Aaron Cooter, uh, but also Adam Hughes and Mike Aldred for an all-star spectacular bash. 
So there you go. Very cool. And it was and cool. something I did not know until I saw the cover. Ben Grimm is Jewish. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know how I even knew it, but I, I, I knew I knew that Ben was Jewish. At this point in time, since in Judaism we have, this is where the nature of golems came about. Right. Would that make Ben a golem? Do you think he's that precious? No. But it, it's the <laughs> Never whole, mind. Never mind. I know. That's God. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I. I. I don't know exactly how the Hebrews would feel about an enhanced human. Um, uh, or but uh, was it you know, the definition of a golem be someone who's not of this earth? Well, golems were something created by by the Jews to be like protectors of the temple or protectors of the villages. It was it was a magical thing, right? But Ben kind of and typically they were like rock statues. Mm-hmm. Hence why I'm I'm saying it about about Ben. Mm. It does kind of seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Now, see, I I don't know that part of the the origin of the of the term or or what they were in um, mm-hmm. in, in Jewish legend, but. I can tell you from D and D. I can tell you from role playing games. So I, I don't know that that's particularly germane to this discussion. But right. But uh, no, it it just it just struck me as that's something I never knew before. I I was not careful, and I have learned something tonight. Yeah, I you know I don't I I really I, I'm trying to figure out where did I see that or. Uh, and I, I can't put my finger on I can't put my finger on it, but somewhere I picked up that he was Jewish. Yeah. And oh. he's not a, he's not the only one. I mean, I can think of at least three off the top of my head that are. Uh right. Marvel Boy from the New Warriors, uh, the young Vance Astro, uh right. Shadow Cat, Kitty Pride, and also the uh the super the Israeli superhero Sabra. you're missing the all important one. Howard the oh. Duck? No, Magneto. Holocaust survivor as well. Oh snap! Yeah, you are right. you are so right. That's right. You are so right. I don't I don't know how I blanked on that. So there you go. But it's there, there's many it, others. I wonder if there's a list. Well, but no, notable see. Jewish, uh, no, notable uh, Hebrews in the Marvel universe. Marvel Jewish superheroes. That's what Google came out with. Okay, Pigfrab Magneto, Songbird from Alpha Flight. Uh, yeah. Is that how, uh, Doc Sampson. I didn't know Richard he was Jewish. Yorks, Wiccan, Moon Knight. Uh, I, okay. I hit Marvel Jewish character, uh, Jewish Marvel so characters, watch. and it pulls up the Marvel database. It says pages in category Jewish. Mm-hmm. Of course, these are all Jewish characters. Jesus of Nazareth from the comic no. book The Easter. Was it the Easter story? Mm-hmm. And uh, now technically, it, technically he's technically he's Marvel, but Prime from the old right. Marvel Ultraverse. Yeah, right, first, right. His first appearance was in August of 1953. Bible tells for young folk number one. <laughs> I just find that interesting. <laughs> yes, yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, so that think. is something that is something I did not know before tonight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, let's see. We, this is coming from the Jewish Virtual Library. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justice Wiccan. That's that's young. That's uh, Vance Astro, yep. Marvel Boy. Uh, Wiccan Sabra, mm-hmm. uh, the Thing, Doc Samson, like you said, Kitty Pride, uh, Gertrude Yorks. Uh, as you said, Songbird, Bernadette, Bernie Rosenthal. Yeah. I forgot she about Bernie. Captain America for a while. Sure did, yeah. Um, Magneto, Metal, mm-hmm. 
and Gabriel Holler. Okay, that's Legion's mother. Okay. And uh, according to the Marvel Wikipedia dot uh, com category Jewish, it's listing Quicksilver and yes. Scarlet. Yes. Yeah. yeah and I mean, Lorna Dane, Polaris. Oh well, yeah, because her father, all their dad is Magneto. Yeah. So there you go. So I mean, why not? It's just like with Kamala Khan being Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. If, if she, <laughs> If you want to get out of technicality, uh, you have Iceman, who's half Jewish. Right. Um, they're saying Scarlet Witch is half Jewish. Uh, Quicksilver, well, if Scarlet Witch is, then he's got to. Uh, right. Did we say Polaris? Yes, yeah, we I did, did say Polaris. Okay. Uh, Two-Gun Kid? I forgot right. about the... Okay. Two-Gun Kid, that's a name you don't see that often. No. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there's quite a few. So, yeah. why not? Why not, indeed? So, well, it is time for Picks of the Week. And why not? Why not? Uh, quantum realm, quantum leap, meh. Um, oy vey. <laughs> that's even better. Uh, <laughs> oy vey, quantum leap, quantum realm. Um, my first pick is Spider Girls number one. It's part of a three part series. Uh, it's a Spider Gwen tie in. May, Mayday Parker, the original Spider Girl, and Aunt Anya Corazon, the Prime Universe Spider Girl, and Annie May Parker, aka Spiderling, together for the first time. Um, May will do anything to protect her brother from the inheritors, and Anya's knowledge of the mystical spider totems could save the day. But how does Annie fit in? What chance do the three girls have against Ageless Universe uh, have against Ageless Universal Forces? So, Kyla, why don't you go next? Uh, my first pick is uh, Return of Wolverine, number two of five, brought to us by Charles Soule and Steve McNiven. Uh, Logan is alive again. Let's see if he can stay that way. That's all I got. Okay. Eric, your first pick. My first pick of the week is another spider title. It is Spider Geddon number two. And I have picked the Inhyuk Lee connecting variant cover because it has the PlayStation Spider-Man on the cover. Yeah. I I have the Edge of Spider-Geddon with the PlayStation Spider-Man on it. Sweet. The inheritors have made landfall and have drawn first blood. Now the spiders have to gather their army and start their missions. But can it possibly be enough for an incredibly powerful family that eats spider people? Mm. Mm. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, well, to keep my theme going, uh, Spider-Gwen, a.k.a. Ghost Spider number one, uh, which I will slowly be picking up for... uh, I think I'm going to be getting the trade paperbacks for these, for Zoe. Right. Um, a Spider-Geddon tie-in? What? You thought we were done with Gwen Stacy after the first two landmark volumes of her series? Get out of here. It's a whole new spin on Gwen and her world on Earth-65. Brought to you by none other than the letter S. I mean, she and McGuire and Rosie Campy. Um, we pick up with Gwen right, a- right where we left her, fighting crime through her home reality, unaware that it sits on the... Uh, it's right on the verge of inter- interdimensional calamity. Someone's going to be late to band practice. Oh, no, not late to band practice. She's the drummer, so it really doesn't matter. Oh, okay. That's a little serious. How many musicians does it change? Does it take to change the light bulb? Well, they got to wait for the drummer to start the beat. No, the drummer does it. Um, okay. What do you call an optimistic person in a band? The drummer. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I think I see where this is going. Did you play drums when you were in band? I played percussion. Uh, there you Slightly go. Slightly different. 
I only did that for <laughs> two years. Then I switched to tuba. Ah. Became a real musician. I, Even more of a real musician. I so, dated a drum major for a while. Does that count for anything? I'll give it to you. Okay. <laughs> so, Kylan, your second pick of the week. My second pick of the week is What If Thor, number one, brought to us by Ethan Sachs, uh, Michelle Bandini, Marco Cicchetto, and and Ethan just says Ethan. So I don't know if you're a one word name person, Ethan, or if there's something missing. So I'll just treat you as a one name person. Um, you can just say you're on a first name basis with them. I, I will. I, I feel like I can, I can say that because me and Ethan, that. we tight like that. We are, you know, so, <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, when young Thor's father falls to the king of giants, his life is forever changed. He's ripped from Asgard to be raised in a world of persistent winter. Learning the broad way of life in Jotunheim, but when but what happens when the runt of the giants Loki is under the shadow of his new stepbrother? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Hello, Kidoki. Well. Well, then I guess it's my turn. Then it is your and turn. And my second pick is Black Panther versus Deadpool, number one of five, by Ricardo Lopez Ortiz, Ryan Benjamin, and my favorite name so far this week, Daniel Kibblesmith. <laughs> Kibblesmith. I like just saying it, so I'm going to say it one more time. Kibblesmith. Kibbles and Smith. Kibbles and Smith. Kibbles and Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Almost sounds British, you know. Oh, hello, Mr. Kibble Smith. Hello, jolly good. So anyway, due to come out on October 24th, new comic book day, Vibranian Bullets and Regrowing Limbs, everything you want from a comic is here. How did they know? Deadpool's teamed up with Taken Down or Taken a Beating from just about every hero in the Marvel Universe. And no way is the Black Panther going to miss out on his turn. From late show writer Daniel Kibblesmith, there's that name again, comes a hilarious romp through Wakanda as Deadpool goes on the hunt for the world's most valuable resource source vibranium when a beloved figure of the marvel universe becomes collateral damage in a fight between deadpool and the wrecker the heroic deadpool sets out to obtain a fragment of vibranium that can save the victim's life but his unconventional methods ranging from poaching to dismemberment don't sit well with the king of wakanda go figure and deadpool's about to learn that you don't bring a sword to a claw fight (laughs) so well my final pick of the week Star Wars, Dr. Afro number 25. Uh, cue the Imperial March. After a lifetime of betrayals, all Dr. Afro's Minox are finally coming home to roost. Murder droids, force-sensitive spores, heartbroken lovers, and vengeful lawmen, they're all eclipsed by the tall, dark shadow that now falls across her. He is here. Surprise! <laughs> Apology accepted, Captain Nita. <laughs> so... Only uh, one thing that can be said about that. Give yourself to the dark side. I am so digging the Afro series. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. And now that we're hitting it, number 25, I, I'm glad. I, I loved it when Gillian was brought it over from Vader, brought her over from Vader. Um, and, of course, there's new writers on it. I'm hoping this continues on like the Star Wars book. But I'm a little concerned that eventually it's going to have its day. And that's going to be a sad day because this is such a great story, such a great right. character. Um, so it's it's one of those. They made a vintage card figure of her. Nice. They're making a black series six inch figure of her. I'm just waiting for Koto Bayuka to make her so I can add it to my BT and trips that I got from Celebration. 
And you know, everybody over at Marvel that that has had a hand in the Star Wars storylines. Oh, they're eating this up alive. They are eating this up alive. And you know what? I would love to get Jordan White back on the show mm-hmm. and just just get his thoughts on all this, which they'll probably be probably similar to to last time he was on the show. And yeah. and I'm totally good with that. I mean, it, it's, it's one of those... It's hard to believe that this character has taken off the way she has. I, I want to say this is probably one of the more successful Star Wars characters or right. successful Marvel characters in general. In recent times, yeah. In recent times, yeah. I think definitely within the the Star Wars universe, she's yes. she's easily yeah, the yeah, most yeah. she's yeah. easily the most successful Star Wars Marvel character. Right. Yeah, I would give you that. And yeah. that's a that's a longer list than you might think. If you were not, if you did not know that Marvel put out the Star Wars comics to begin with, right? right? So, and and no, I'm not going to reference the 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 green talking rabbit. No, I'm not. Jackson, I said I would not be the one to name him. Yeah. <laughs> or I said I would not reference him. Oh well. W- would it surprise you that I did? Because I've been. Uh, well, he is a part of canon again. No, it does not surprise me. In fact, I set you up for it, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew you would go there. Oh, I went there. So, Kylan, I- your final pick of the week. Yes, my final pick of the week is Punisher, number three, brought to us by Matthew Rosenberg, Ricardo Vercelli, and Greg Smallwood. A subway struggle for survival. The Punisher attempts to escape his attacker, but they follow him into New York subways. Frank's nearly overtaken when the protector of Hell's Kitchen, Daredevil, joins the fracas. But Daredevil wants to put Frank down as bad as the mercenaries do. Okay. And that's it. Okay. So, Eric, your final pick of the week. My final pick of the week is Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur number 36 by Brandon Montclair and Natasha Bustos. Kingpin and Princess Fisk are using every trick of the book to shut down PS20 for good. What are a girl genius and her prehistoric partner supposed to do? Resist. It's only they know how. All right. Well, the Marvel Unlimited pick or the MU pick for this week. Um, everyone knows of Spectacular Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. What else am I missing? Spider-Man. Okay. How about Avenging Spider-Man? Oh. Uh, I have gone with Avenging Spider-Man number one. Uh, get mad. This is what you've been waiting for. The return of legacy artists Joe Mandaria and Fan favorite Spidey Wider, Spidey Rider, Zeb Wells, which isn't he also involved with Robot Chicken? Um, I think so. Uh, in a brand new, highly anticipated monthly series that teams the raw, the wall crawler up with some of the greatest heroes in the Marvel Universe. In our first issue, Spider-Man and Red Hulk take on a Moloid army during the New York Marathon. Stay safe until November because you want to be here. Mm-hmm. That's big talk, man. Yeah. So, uh, and a little bit of trivia. This was released with a special code allowing the buyer to receive a free digital copy of the comic. Uh, sort of like we do now, we get now. But to prevent people from just taking the code, it was released sealed in a plastic bag with a yellow sheet of paper to prevent people from reading the code right through the back cover. 
Mm. So this was mm. before they started putting the, the decals over it and burying it near the back of the book. So and Zeb Wells, who I have met at Megacon, uh, did do is a writer director on Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. So that's my MU pick for the week. Uh, those are our picks of the week. Anything else? No, I can't think of anything. I can't either. Then uh, Jarvis, if you would. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? No, just time to go dark. So what was... Quantum world would you rather be in? Quantum realm or quantum leap? Um, that's realm. a very good question. Realm probably because Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. Yeah, and there's no Jim, there's no telling what I who I would leap into. You know, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I might, I, I might leap into Harvey Firestein, and that's just not good. <laughs>